before the goodness starts flowing, I want to welcome you to the STR Sisterhood, real life stories from real life women in the short-term rental industry. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, ex-corporate girl who discovered how to replace her six-figure salary through short-term rentals and who now has the pleasure of helping others do the same. On this show, we talk to real women in the short-term rental space about their journeys and how they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short-term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Welcome to another episode of the STR Sisterhood. This is Stacey St. John, and I am so thankful that you chose to spend a few minutes with me today, and I am thoroughly excited to introduce you to today's guest. Now, you know, before I do, I'm going to share a quote that I recently saw that resonated with me. And this quote says, life is not easy for any of us, but what of that? We must have perseverance and above all confidence in ourselves. We must believe that we are gifted for something and that this thing must be attained. Those beautiful words came from Marie Curie, who was a chemist and the first woman to win a Nobel Prize. How cool is that? Now, today we are sitting down with the CEO and co-founder of Turno, and my friends, we are going to hear all about Asaf's journey. So Asaf Carmon, he is, again, the founder of Turno and sat down with me just recently and walked me through his story, and it's so interesting to hear how he has evolved as a business owner and what his challenges have been. And I know by listening to his story, you'll be able to recognize some uh, similarities with your story as well. I also just want to give a big shout out to Turno, who is the newest sponsor of our podcast and Asaf and the rest of the Turno team. I'm thoroughly grateful for your partnership. And I'm excited to, again, share your story with our STR sisters. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. So today we are here with Asaf Carmon from Turno and I am so excited to have this conversation. First, Asaf, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Stacey. It's a pleasure. I've heard that I am the first male on the show. You are. I feel like this is a milestone that, you know, I might need to send you a plaque or something like that to hang in your office. You are indeed. I'm going to hold you. All right. Let me write that down. Send plaque. Awesome. Yes, you sure are. You know, obviously here on the STR Sisterhood, we're all about featuring real life stories of real life women in the short term rental industry. And I'll just share with our audience that Asaf and his team at Turno have uh, become sponsors of our podcast and are supporting 
us bringing education to women in the industry. So let me just, again, share my gratitude and say thank you for that amazing support. I think it speaks volumes that you focus resources on bringing education to women. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. So let's start off. I have so many questions to ask you, but first I would just love to hear a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about who you are and where you live in the world. So I'll start with where I am. I am in beautiful Honolulu in the state of Hawaii and here in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. You know, luckily these the world we live in, you can run a company from anywhere. And I think there's no better place to live than Honolulu. Amazing. And so talk to us a little bit about your background. And you are the co-creator of Turno. Tell us a little bit about how the company came to life. I was in business school, actually. I had a you know a career as a software engineer. I was working in many different companies, kind of watching other people build their businesses. And I always had this bug of, you know, I want to start my own company. I want to be an entrepreneur, but kind of didn't really know how, how to apply myself. And I figured I'd go to business school. While in business school, I also, you know, was doing a little bit of a side hustle of hosting on Airbnb and kind of witnessed firsthand some of the difficulties that go with it. And, you know, primarily talking about cleaning and the logistics around scheduling, finding, you know, validating trusting other people to, you know, to do this very critical mission uh, for my, you know, fledgling short-term rental business. And, you know, when, when you when you are uh, a software engineer, you know, every problem looks like a potential startup, right? So I saw the opportunity there and together with a friend from business school, Tim, we went to work trying to, to solve it initially tackling the entire kind of scheduling issue around short-term rental cleaning. So whenever someone books your place, then your cleaners automatically know uh, when to go. And if there's changes in the reservation, then your cleaning projects also change. So your hands off in terms of communicating the schedule. And then we went beyond that and created a mobile app where people can capture their work and like track quality, inventory, follow specific checklists. And then we were like, oh, wow, we're done. But we were not done because I think managing the schedule, managing the quality is just one part of it. But finding the people who know how to do it has proved even you know more difficult. Right? Mm-hmm. So we set out to build a network uh, where you can go and find people who know what they're doing and, and kind of a a marketplace that holds everyone accountable and where the quality is is, is uh, consistent. Yeah. And I'm just curious, how long did it take between the time that you had the initial idea to the time you approached Jim and created the first version of Turnover or um, what at the time was Turnover B&B, correct? Correct. So what was that time frame like? So it's not Jim, it's Tim. Oh, <laughs> Jim, I am so sorry. I just called you Jim. 
So it, it was actually from the very beginning. So, you know, I, we were working together on you know, business school projects and, and I was like, hey, you know, I think this is a good idea. Why don't we work on it together? And I'm kind of like a team player and I'm, I'm, I needed, you know, his support to bring this to life. I couldn't have done it uh, by myself. Uh, and I think it's actually very important uh, when you start a business. If you can do it with someone else, it's, it's a lot easier. And so when you started working on it together, how long did it take you to develop the first version? It took about six months from like idea to working prototype. Uh, and I remember we, we released it. it. It is actually embarrassing to look at it now and just, just see how far we've come and like just how basic the first version was. You know, we released it and we didn't even think anyone was going to use it other than me for a <laughs> while. I had no expectation of anyone using it right away. And we released it. And then I went, I remember I went on vacation. I was actually in Tokyo and I kind of logged in. I was like, oh my God, we have like four users. How did they even hear about this? And, I, and it was an amazing feeling of, Oh my God, someone is using this, mm -hmm. which is incredible. You know, I think it's something that's really important in, in, in business and in life is, is momentum. Mm -hmm. It's like feeling that, you know, you're getting feedback for the work you're doing and, and it makes, gives you the power to continue. Yeah, absolutely. And so you had those first four users. Talk to us about the growth of the business and how many users you have today? So, you know, I think like in any given minute, now we get another, you know, four users, but uh, there's like tens of thousands of users and tens of thousands of cleaners. And it, it's kind of taking a, a, a life of its own. And, you know, we're, we're really proud of, you know, the brand we've built and it took a long time. It's not, it doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, every year you go a little faster and go a little faster and go a little faster. And then, you know, those gains accumulate. Yeah. But we're very, very happy where, where it is right now. We're serving people in multiple countries. Or the app is translated into Spanish, Portuguese, French, Italian, German. And I don't know, maybe I'm forgetting. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And... I'm curious how many people work for Turno these days? We're about 150. Okay. All based in Hawaii or in other areas? We're, we're uh, kind of semi-remote. So we have kind of a cluster of people in Hawaii, a cluster in uh, Florida, and then kind of people all over the world. From your perspective, what has been your experience in leading people because you can go to business school you can go to you know learn how to develop uh, software leading people is a much different animal what has that experience been like for you and what have you learned about yourself as a leader I, this is a great question I think yeah it's definitely something you don't learn and I don't think I don't know that it's something that I'm exceptionally good at uh, I think if, if you have a vision and you are passionate about pursuing it, people will follow you. And our recipe has been, you know, bringing people who care. I think everything else can be taught and improved, 
Mm -hmm. Like caring about what you do is, I think, is a given. Some people care and some people don't care. We try to hire for attitude of people who lean in and ultimately want to do the right work. And it makes it a lot easier to manage someone who wants to do the right thing. You just have to help them do it better rather than trying to like coerce someone who doesn't want to do something. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, I always you know, teach my students the importance of having core values in your business, right? And we hire and fire by our core values. And, you know, one of the things that I look for in my cleaners is that they have alignment with my core values as a business owner. I'm curious if you feel like in your early days being the the fledgling host on Airbnb, did you have trouble with your cleaners? What what was that like for you? Let me let me go there for a minute. You know, the first thing I did, which is like the first mistake people do, is I was oh, I'll just clean by myself, which is just the worst thing you could ever do. Uh, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Let's say time out. And let's repeat that. That is the worst thing you can ever do. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. You know, in in, every, in any given profession or, or trade, you know, there's people who are above average and people who are below average. And half the people are below average. It's just <laughs> given, right? Uh, and, you know, and if you haven't cleaned professionally before, like you, cleaning a house and cleaning a short-term rental isn't the same. There's no room for error. All these personal items everywhere, or it just has to, it's a totally different standard. You have to bring in people who know what they're doing. And then also from a business perspective, did you get into this in order to sell your time as a cleaner? Did you go into property management in order to like pay yourself as a cleaner? Because if you did, I have lots of cleaning jobs for you. <laughs> right. right. But if Go to turn up, find a cleaner, find a cleaner somewhere else and professionalize uh, your operation. You didn't get into real estate investment in order to, to be compensated as a cleaner. It's, it's yeah. just not what you set up to do. And if you're doing this and if you're listening and you and, and you know that you're guilty, just, just stop. You know, hire people to do what needs to be done. Because you're basically creating a bottleneck for your future growth, right? Amen. I learned very early on when I was in the corporate world uh, in my last role that you have to delegate to elevate, right? You, you have to operate in your genius zone, in your sweet spot. I will tell you for me, it is not cleaning. My family can attest to that. But I think it's so easy for people to think, oh, I can save money that way. And when we have a mindset of scarcity, it also halts your growth, right? So I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it, it's, it's absolutely scarcity mindset. Uh, you know, you created, you know, you put money down, acquired a property, you're trying to build a reputation, you're trying to, what are you doing? Like cleaning it yourself. Like you're basically, you know, paying yourself to clean. Right. right? Not what you signed up to not, do. Not your genius zone. Absolutely. So I want to ask you also about something you said a few moments ago was when you hire people, you're looking for people who care 
and who want to do the right work. How can a property manager or a host or a short-term rental owner leverage Turno to find cleaners who care? And how can they have assurance or build trust that those cleaners want to do the right work? Can you tell us a little bit about how they can really professionalize their business utilizing Turno? That's the nice thing about, you know, platforms. Uh, And if you think about Airbnb, you go there, you want to find a place to stay. And you have all that information. Like, oh, all these other people have stayed there. And they all said that it was good. So I can trust that. And I know that it's a platform where if I have a bad experience, there is accountability. Where if I leave negative feedback, someone suffers the consequences of that negative feedback. So the same thing in turnout. We have cleaners that have been reviewed by other hosts, such as yourself. And you can see if they've had a you know good experience and bad experience. And you know, not most people don't have like a perfect track record, right? Like they've worked with you know dozens of people and someone was upset. That's okay. You know, you could you can tell from the context uh, if someone has like a generally good track record. And ultimately you're relying on kind of like the wisdom of the crowd to mm-hmm. get a picture of of, uh, you know, what you can learn to expect. And because they are working on turnout, they are going to really strive to maintain their reviews and maintain a positive feedback because it is actually how they earn their living. You know, as, as a cleaner on, on turnout, if you constantly maintain good reviews then you're dominating those search results, uh, and you're able to acquire more customers. You're able to grow your business, make a good living. And we're so proud of cleaners for making good living on Turno and, you know, operating cleaning businesses. These are, you know, great entrepreneurs that you know work really hard and build financial security for themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not going to slip up and get a bad review if they know the consequences of that. So this is why I think this is the best place to go and find a cleaner. Also, it saves you a lot of time because, you know, you just, you put your property information, boom, you get like a number of bits right there and they're all trained to do the job. They've been vetted by others and they're trained on the app. So once you're connected with them, as soon as you get a reservation, they know what to do. And, and it's just completely hands off. And I say almost because, you know, sometimes a cleaner will go in and be like, hey, a guest broke something, you you need to take care of it. Like they won't be able to you replace a broken TV or you know, a broken window or you know, if there's like smoke, smell, but they'll be your you know, your eyes on the property and let you know if there's something you need to do. And I want people who are listening to to think about this kind of framework of management. Manage by exception. So create a repeatable process. You can do that on turn create your checklist, your inventory uh, list, um, you know, your automatic payments. And if everything is going according to plan, you don't have to do a damn thing. People come, stay in your property, leave, check out, cleaner comes in, does their thing, takes their pictures, gets paid, next guest come in, you do nothing. Yeah. If there's an exception, you step in, right? Management by exception. Create your processes Make them as detailed as possible so that nothing is missed and then only step in if you have to. Love that. I think too, 
the peace of mind in knowing that that process is in place, that everything will will run its course the way it should. There's value in having peace of mind, not only in saving time. Of course, it's wonderful to save time, but there's value in peace of mind. Would you agree with that? Or what are your thoughts? Absolutely. I think peace of mind is essential. And if you're constantly worried and stressed about one property, you're not going to get a second one. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a third one. You're not going to get a fourth one. Mm-hmm. Right? Really robust processes, knowing that things will work out okay. I, I can tell you about Turno. You know, I used to be everything. I was like customer service. I was the developer. I was the DevOps. I was marketing. I was accounting. I was everything, right? And and I didn't sleep at night because there was so many things to worry about. And and as we grew, and each department kind of has its own people, and they know what they're doing. I can, you know, spend the weekend camping away from my phone, knowing that everything will be fine. And if there's a problem, there's someone there that has a process and knows how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where you want to be. You want to create processes and, and also redundancies mm-hmm. so that you can go camping with your phone off and knowing that everything that can possibly happen will be taken care of. Um, I, I beg to differ in one way. I don't want to ever go camping. (laughs) (laughs) Can we go to a beach somewhere, please? Or go to the mountains in a cabin? Camping on the beach. I'll I'll consider it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tell me about redundancies because I know in the world of tech and software, that is important. Someone might be listening and saying redundancy is bad. Like for, for those who don't have that perspective, can you shed a little light into that? Okay. So redundancy in, in our world and short-term mental world is like, you need to have more than one cleaner trained on your property. Like hire two cleaners and divide the work between them so that they're both equally capable of handling the property. And then when ultimately one of them is going to have a family emergency or a car breakdown or they're going to leave, then you're going to have someone that can handle your property. Redundancy means have multiple sets of sheets, have multiple sets of towels, have multiple sets of everything so that when one breaks, it, it doesn't require you to, to scramble. Just, oh, just pull it out of the closet. It's there, right? That's in our world is redundancy is just failing to plan is planning to fail. Right? Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Amen to that. I'm curious what you might say to someone who may be listening And they may be thinking, well, I I don't know if I really need to use Turno. I'm not very tech savvy. Like technology scares me. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to sign up as a new host on Turno and how difficult or simple it might be? Well, the good news is it's a lot easier now. Uh, We've recently launched our partnership with Airbnb. 
So now you can, after you sign up with Turno, you can click a button to connect your Airbnb account to Turno. And that would create all of your property information within Turno. Uh, the only thing you need to do now is invite your cleaner, which is you put your phone number and that would, you know, invite your cleaner to join Turno. And then you can work with your existing cleaner and, you know, really enjoy that automatic scheduling, the problem reporting, the mobile app for, for images, or you can find your cleaner. You can go and search for a cleaner. You find one that you like, click a button, they're added to your team. And from that point on, they just know when to go. You only thing you have to do is tell them what to do, which is you have a checklist editor, which is very simple. It's kind of like a Word document where you put, you know, clean, you know, this part and this part. And, you know, the, the code to the Wi-Fi is this. And, you know, the washing machine is there and dishes are there. And, you know, just tell them what to do. And then once you've done that, it just runs by itself. And, you know, every now and then you have to go in and maybe add a couple of items to your checklist or, you know, handle with the, you know, exceptions that are happening. If the cleaner reports a problem in the property, then, you know, it'll be very easy for you to, to do it there. You know, we spend a lot of time creating a user experience that is inviting and intuitive and everything you can expect, really the best user experience there is. You know, we, we try to, we look up to Airbnb as a model for, you know, great user experience. And I think we're not falling uh, short there. Amazing. Amazing. So I'm curious about what's next. What's on the future horizon for you and the Turno team? Tell us a little bit about that. If you have anything to share, I don't know. Yeah, so you know, our, our grand vision is to be able to give hosts the tool that they need to manage properties anywhere. So if you're an investor in Ohio and you want to get a property in North Carolina, we want to make sure that you have, so you, right now you can do that. We can find your cleaners in North Carolina and you can manage the property from that perspective. But you want to add the maintenance people, pool people, yard people, so that you can have kind of, you know, your own boots on the ground mm-hmm. and have an investment. And we're working hard to get there and to add these additional services. So, you know, it's like one place where you find all the people you need to operate your vacation rental investments, wherever they are. Amazing. Amazing. That is exciting. I love it. All right. I would love to move to what I like to call the lightning round. Now, don't be scared. I'm going to ask you to answer these questions with the very first thing that comes to your mind. And they should be pretty easy. First question is, where is your favorite place to vacation? Kauai. Ah, okay. So you live in Oahu. Tell us like how long it takes you to get to Kauai because I'm sure it's going to be quite disgusting because for me to get to Kauai, it's like a day's worth of travel. And for you, it takes you how long? I think it's like a 30 minute flight. Whatever. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Like maybe it's like a hundred dollars round trip, something like that. Wow. Yeah. And tell us why you love Kauai so much. So, you know, I was recently there and, you know, really had almost a religious experience. Uh, so there's a place in Kauai called the Napali Coast, which is part of these like really secluded beaches. You can only get to by boat or by really arduous 
tracking that's kind of dangerous. So I went on a kind of kayaking trip where you kind of skip from beach to beach and you camp on every beach that you, you set on. And it was just, you know, I was without my phone, there's no reception, in beautiful blue water, dolphin, mm-hmm. turtles, air is so fresh and like nature is just so present and, and just absolutely love it. I mean, I love Oahu as well, don't get me wrong, but Hawaii is just, you know, so much closer to nature for me. I love hearing you say that. And I love hearing where people who I believe live in exotic places enjoy traveling to. And it's so cool to actually hear you say, well, I actually like to vacation pretty darn close to where I live. That's awesome. Okay. What's one place you've never been that you want to visit? Africa. I want to go on a safari tour. Okay. Two of my team members actually live in South Africa. And it, first of all, to hear them talk, it's amazing. I love the accent, but it's so funny because they're often going on safaris, you know, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be in the bush for the weekend, you know, Oh, I just saw elephants, you know, they'll send me pictures of elephants and lions. I'm like, wow, that is so amazing. I'm not sure if, could we get a safari trip i haven't ever looked into this where i don't have to camp (laughs) can i be like a glamping safari (laughs) i would say probably most safaris are without camping you don't want a lions or something you know well that that's true yeah that's true i'm just envisioning a tent that with mosquitoes so (laughs) so that's that's one place I, i travel a lot for work you know so a lot of international conferences I think there's actually one in South Africa uh, in 2024. Look, really? Yeah. Okay. We might have to go to that. That would be amazing. When you go to your safari, whenever it's going to happen, do you have a certain bucket list of animals you want to see? See, I don't believe in bucket lists. Okay. Now tell me about this. I think making a list is sort of like getting it out of your system so that you don't have to think about it. I think if there's something you want to do, just go and do it. Don't postpone. I love that. Because I think what, where did the bucket list come from? I think it's like, you know, if you have, if, if you're like a terrible illness and you look a year to, right. to if you die, right. It's like before you kick the bucket, or, I don't know where that term came from, but I think it's kind of like the connotation for me is like, oh, something I'm not going to actually do. Right. Do it. Go do it. Go do it. I love that. I'm up for that. Yeah. I'm up for that. For sure. For sure. Going back to your question, you know, all these kind of grand animals, the elephants, the lions, giraffes, zebras, hippos. Hippos are cool. They're like incredibly dangerous. Aren't they like one of the most dangerous animals on the earth? That's what I've heard. Yeah. People don't understand, but they're really fast. They're not slow at all. Or that's rhinos. I'm not sure. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of a rhino. Yeah. <laughs> okay, clearly we need to go to zoology class, people. <laughs> I have a fun fact for you. I'm curious if you knew this, that giraffes do not have a voice box. Did you know that? No. They don't make noise. It's a great fact then. <laughs> I think sometimes my family wish wishes that I didn't have a voice box. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) My, my boys, actually, I have two boys. They they're, I'm hoping my husband would 
be fine with me keeping my voice box. But, you know, sometimes being a mom isn't, it's, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. Okay, next question. What's one thing you know now that you wished you knew when you were starting your business? I can tell you what I wish I didn't know. Or, or maybe I'm misconstruing this, but if I hadn't known how difficult it was going to be, I probably wouldn't have started it. Really? Yeah, there's, there's something blissful in the ignorance of starting things where you just don't have no comprehension of all the things you're going to have to do and all the obstacles you're going to have to clear. You know, all you see is the promise and then you go for it. You don't think about just like the million things that you're going to have to deal with, unpleasant. Uh, so I'm glad I didn't know just how much work mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and kind of being ignorant of it kept going. May I ask, what's one of the biggest challenges you faced in your journey so far? I think sometimes, you know, parting with team members is very, mm-hmm. you know, especially ones that you, you know, you love them as an individual, but they're not right for their position. I think that one is incredibly difficult, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it, Every, every time you are in a situation like that, you realize that you've waited too long. Mm, yeah, so true. My husband is in human resources, and I can assure you a lot of people think that HR, you know, are very clinical. And, and they, I think, in the world of human resources, intentionally don't show emotion, of course. But there have been many, many nights where he is distraught by having to, you know, either let someone go or, you know, do a massive reduction in force. And, you know, that takes a ton of planning and and to sit there and think that, my goodness, you're planning out, you know, people's lives changing. It's a really tough thing. So it's really interesting to hear you say that as a business owner, it's equally as difficult for you when you've got to separate with team members. Yeah, luckily it doesn't happen often at all, uh, but when it does, it's very difficult. Sure, sure, absolutely. Okay, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I don't know how to quite put it, but I think persistence is key to success. Ooh, tell me about that. I mean, if you think about it, you can do anything given enough time, anything. You can move mountains with enough time. You can do it with a spoon, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I I think people don't have patience and persistence. Usually when you spend enough time doing something, you get it right. And it's it's easy to to give up and it's easy to, to think something is too difficult, but being persistent is... It's the key, especially when there's a lot of other people who are not persistent. Mm-hmm. Have you always been a persistent person or is that a skill that you learned? I think it's a skill that I learned. I think as I get older, maybe, maybe I get stubborn, but <laughs> I feel like I'm developing more persistence. Yeah. Sticking to things. Yeah. So cool. And I agree. I think persistence is so often underrated 
you know, I come from a sales and account management background in the corporate world. And when you're in sales, if you're not persistent, you're not making money, right? So, so many deals have never been made because people haven't followed up. Yep. Amen. Amen. So if you're listening and you're launching a co-hosting business or a property management business, or you're wondering, Hey, I called that co-hosting, you know, lead that was so excited to potentially work with me and I've not heard anything back. I can assure you it's not because they are not interested. It's probably because they're busy or they have other key priorities. I mean, they might be ghosting you. I don't know, but (laughs) most of the time, a lack of response does not mean a no. And I think that's really important to understand when you are trying to grow either a co-hosting or a property management business, when you're doing lead generation and business development, you've got to uh, very politely and in a professional manner, uh, stay in front of your leads. So important. Okay. Last question. What's one thing and or person that you're grateful for today? My mom. Oh, <laughs> tell me about that. She's, she's just the most positive person. She calls me and you know, she's persistent. She's a persistent woman. Uh, I'm, I'm not very good at, you know, calling her. So she calls me she's, <laughs> and she, you know, she's, she's very good at asking, how am I doing? And then he's like, oh, this is so great. I'm so proud of you. You're doing some, you know, the kind of things that only your mom can, uh, with yeah. you know, so yeah, she's, she's great. That's amazing. And what's your mom's name? Hagar. Hagar. That's yeah. beautiful. I love that. Well, Hagar, you're getting a shout out on the podcast today. I love it. Asaf, this has been so fun to talk to you. Thank you so much again for your amazing support of the podcast and for bringing education to women in the short-term rental industry. And it has been so delightful to hear about your journey and, you know, all the exciting things happening over at Turno and and what's next. So thank you again. So let me me, uh, just finish with a special offer to our listeners. I would love that. So we have, if you go to turno.com slash SDR sisterhood, and you follow that link, when you find your first cleaner on Turno and you complete your first project, you will get $150 Amazon gift card. So Girls, I don't know about you, but I could buy a lot on Amazon with 150 bucks. So that's amazing. Thank you so much. I love that. Turno.com slash SDR sisterhood. And we will put that link in the show notes as well. What an amazing gift. I love that. Thank you again. That's phenomenal. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me, Stacey. Now, before you go, first of all, girl, I want to say, have you gotten your tickets for the STR Virtual Summit for Women yet? It is January 23rd through the 25th. It is right around the corner. We have over 55 sessions, over 64 speakers. We have the best and brightest women in the short-term rental industry here 
to teach you, here to guide you, here to mentor you and inspire you. Go to strvirtualsummit.com right now and grab your ticket. Last but not least, you know, I want to give a shout out to some of the amazing women inside the Female Short-Term Rental Investors Facebook group. Just yesterday, Emily Ken posted, and she posted, we're about to buy land for a potential STR. What is the best land buying or building advice that you have? Now, in the last day, 87 women have chimed in with some wonderful advice. Sandy Lamb says, interview your builders and make absolute sure they have zero cash flow issues. Make sure every draw will be spent 100% on your project. Make sure they plan to not get paid until the job is done, meaning the final draw will be their pay. A lot of builders are using your draws to fund a different project or to pay themselves to live on while your project sits there for a month, two months, or three months until they can get a draw from somebody else's job. Sandy, what great advice. I have a feeling that you've experienced something like that. Um, That's really, really great advice. Thank you for sharing that. All right, my friends, that's all for this episode. I hope you have an amazing week and I cannot wait to see you soon. Hey sister, thanks for listening to the podcast. I wanted to let you know about a free resource my team is providing, the STR Success Blueprint Strategy Session. If you're looking to take your STR business to the next level, or heck, even just get it started, this free one-on-one is something you won't want to miss. You'll discover new tools for your STR business and outline an action plan that will help you achieve your goals and reverse engineer your STR success. This session is your chance to get the help you need to succeed. Schedule your free STR success blueprint strategy session right now by visiting stacystjohn.com backslash success.